Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Lords of Limited. My name is Ben Warney, and joining me on the line, as always, is Ethan Sachs. Ethan, I have a bit of a confession to make this week. Uh-oh. What's going on? I've been feeling a little dirty. I was on stream, and I had a pack one, pick one between Network Disruptor and Jenga Taxa's Progress Tyrant, and I didn't know what to do. My gut said Network Disruptor was better. That's what I was planning to pick, but I went on 17 lands, and I checked Uh-oh. the stats. Uh-oh. <laughs> and? And Network Disruptor was better, so my gut was right. So, okay. you know, stats still overrated, but <laughs> it did feel a lot better about making, like, a hipster pick like that, knowing that it was at least close data-wise. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's very funny. So, uh, you know, I posted my Lords versus Resources Showdown video to our YouTube channel, which is mostly inactive these days, but, you know, throw up that stuff, throw up our set reviews that I do with Alex, etc. And my most recent draft video for CFB, which I'm going to actually talk to you about in just a little bit. And it's funny that some people are just like, isn't using 17 lands cheating? <laughs> yes. Thank you. It is. <laughs> That's why Ben hates it, folks. He really thinks it's uh, like getting the answers to the test. I'm fine cheating. I think it's like an open book test, you know? There you go. Open notes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, you know, if if that's just a little win for the big data boys, I think we'll take it. Uh, how else have been uh, have your drafts been? I saw that you got to unlock the sweetest achievement, which was getting a draw in limited. Yeah, I had a Cloud Steel Kirin off with my opponent. We both had Cloud Steel Kirins equipped and no way to deal with them. So we stared at each other for about four or five turns, and I was I was all ready to settle in, man. I'm on spring break. I got time, and then <laughs> Arena just forced a draw. Did you both have no cards in your library? Both had no cards in library, yeah. We just That's so I was still funny. taking game actions. I was still making tokens from my white shrine, but uh, Arena wasn't having any of it. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, tough to tough to break through that board cell. I have not done anything sweet like that. I feel like I feel I don't know, there's something I feel uh inadequate that you're unlocking these sweet board states and I'm not, Ben. It's usually <laughs> usually the reverse, you know? It is usually the other way around. Yeah, I also won a game at like negative 500-something life thanks to yeah, Cloud I, Steel Kieran. That was sweet. I saw that. Yeah, you got some sweet uh, Twitter clout screenshots this week from those Cloud Steel Kierans. It's pretty awesome. Feels good, man. I'm excited. Uh, this week, we're going to be going through a full 45 for Neon Dynasty. We're going to look through a full draft log of yours. And you sent it to me yesterday. You were like, what do you think about this one? And my response to you was, wow, that is a wild draft. So I'm very excited to talk through these picks with you um, and just check in on the format in general because I, you know, we're sort of nearing streets of New Capenna in just a few weeks. Which is crazy. Yeah, I know. I mean, this this has felt like a good length of a format to me. Like, I don't feel like we're having to, you know, uh, dig deep for content about this format or maybe do like a general level up style episode. I do feel like there's still stuff to talk about. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy for that. And I'm, I'm looking forward to slash it's going to be bittersweet that I don't get to play with you. I'm looking forward to I, I get a, a limited tournament in my hometown in, a, in about a month. Oof, brutal. Already been replaced. Yes, you have. You have. I, I've got. I've got some good, good gents in your stead. Stunlock and Strix Familiar are going to be coming in to play some uh, limited with me at uh, SCG Con Pittsburgh, which I'm excited about. I'm so jealous. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So hopefully, I'll have some some good tournament report stuff for that. But uh, that's that's not until the end of April. Um, for now, 
Let's get into a little bit of housekeeping before we dive into our format check-in. First things first is the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Lords of Limited is where folks can go to give back to the show if they so choose. We got a lot of sweet stuff happening over on the Patreon in terms of what we give back to folks who give back to the show, access to the Discord, access to the show a day early. We also have something sweet that we're rolling out. We're going to have to start scheduling this in just a little bit, Ben. We're doing our quarterly drafternoons with some of our patrons at at a high tier here. So we're going to be hanging out with some folks and doing some draft every few months with them in the discord looking forward to doing that if that sounds fun to you if you want to give back to the show and you feel like you've gotten some value out of things go ahead on over to the patreon page and see what works for you and of course we want to shout out our new patrons the first week that they join this week we are welcoming daniel salt justin and we had a special request from someone who said please don't thank me on air unless you say congrats on the new baby boy i am on paternity leave so getting lots of draft in so congrats to you that's so 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 exciting thank you thank you all for your support Yeah, cannot say thank you enough. In addition to that, I've got a beta basic update as far as thank yous go here. One of our podcast listeners and a stream viewer, Deckwad, sent me some beta basics in the mail. So I think this this sort of thing is just awesome. I had had kind of a crummy week and, you know, just some beta basics arrived in the mail. And there's so many different ways that all of you support us, whether it's just listening to the podcast or tuning into our streams and saying, hey, like it is phenomenal to do what we do. And we just want to say thank you to everyone that consumes our content. You all agree. Yeah, I got to say, I never get tired of folks being like, hey, I reached Mythic for the first time because of your show or hey, I like won my FNM at my LGS or whatever, like anything like that. Or I've been struggling the format and I got my first 7x deck or whatever, like all of that stuff, you would think after years of doing the show, you'd be like, all right, I'm over it. I'm not I'm not over it. Every time that happens, it makes me so happy. Right, because you feel like what you do matters, and it's cool to feel that way. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of thank yous, thank you to Channel Fireball, channelfireball.com, best place to go for anything and everything you need magic-related. Big deal they've got going on right now is CFB Pro is back at $9.99 a month, and then you get $9.99 back in store credit. So if you're spending money on magic cards at CFB, CFB Pro is essentially free for you. There's tons of great articles from a bunch of pros, from me, from Alex, from Ethan. We're like kind of the limited core of people over there. And then occasionally the pros write limited articles as well. So please, if you're spending any money over at Channel Fireball, please make sure you're on that $9.99 a month tier for CFB Pro. And whenever you do anything over there, whether it's shopping on the marketplace or getting on CFB Pro, whatever the case may be, please use code LOL, all caps, to let them know that we sent you over there. All right. So Ben, talk to me about your week of Neon Dynasty. What have you been playing lately? It's been great. Honestly, I was thinking the other day, and I want to see what your gut reaction to this is. I think I have looked at my graveyard more in this format than every other format we've done with the podcast combined. I just cannot stop looking at my graveyard and my opponent's graveyard. For what purpose? Just like season of renewal, figuring out when they're going to season of renewal. (laughs) I see them hover over their graveyard. I'm like, oh, God, they're going to be getting something back. There's just so many ways that the graveyard matters. That's interesting to me. I mean, it sounds like there's one way the graveyard matters, which is season of renewal. I mean, I guess. Or Sky Turtle, Turtle, Lion Sash, Exiles things. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to think that like coming off of Vow and Midnight Hunt, that I'm looking at my graveyard more in a set that doesn't have flashback or disturb, but I'll take your word for it. (laughs) All right, maybe that's an exaggeration. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, other than that, I've been playing a lot of white. I've really come to kind of green being almost overrated in a sense because it's so overdrafted. I really don't want to start green unless I am getting bells and whistles signals that green is wide open from the good uncommons i'm basically never trying to draft green for common and i think 
Blue has just been hard for me to get into. I want to play ninjas, just have literally not had an opportunity to play ninjas that much in the format, and I'm wary of going into red. So I've settled into black and white a lot, and black's been more contested lately, which has left white as my de facto draft color. And I think one of the things that both black and white give you is just a lot of flexibility in the draft. It's really hard to end up with a bad deck in this format if you figure out what's open because there's so many good cards. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I've been drafting a lot of white as well. And I just want to echo this point about green. I feel like the biggest trap I've seen people fall into in this format in terms of, you know, folks t- chatting to me on Twitch about what they would take out of packs and coaching sessions that I see is folks starting with, you know, the hype has been green is like Busto or whatever. And part of that is the ceiling of its top uncommons, right? Blossom Prancer and Besage Regis Skyward and Kappa Tech Wrecker are all some of the best cards in the format. But what you've said to me before, and I think really rings true, is that you really want to be drafting green if it's like hitting you over the head. And so when I start drafts like that, or I see people start drafts like that, and then they're taking middling green commons as follow-ups, because that's what you can do, because green has deep commons, you know, you can get like 10 commons deep and still have like C-level cards. But do you really want to be taking, you know, Season of Renewal fourth? Do you really want to be taking, you know, I, I don't know, what, what like Ma- Master's Rebuke fifth? I think not. I think that's going to get you into trouble a lot of the time. I agree. There's so many decks that I've done and I've seen where you pack one, pick one, a green uncommon. And then you go green card, green card, green card. But it's not any of the good uncommons. And then at the end of the draft, somehow you're green and you have like, two good green cards and 12 highly mediocre green cards. And that's (laughs) just a recipe for losing every single game when you don't draw the two good green cards you have. Playing games with green commons is an instant way to lose. (laughs) That's so savage. What happened to to green reigning supreme? I think there's just too many people drafting it. Before green was reigning supreme because you reliably got passed busted cards and you no Mm -hmm. longer reliably get past busted cards so you know even when you start a draft with a green uncommon and you're cutting green like somebody can just move in underneath you and take the good green cards in pack two the good green uncommons that matter and then all of a sudden you're left with green commons and i think you're just gonna lose games when you draw green commons i think one of the worst things you can do in this format is draw filler like the filler cards are just abysmal yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. I, so I've been playing a lot of white as well. I've been some combination of Esper in a lot of my drafts. Um, so either like base white blue or white black or blue black. Um, and then usually touching white for like at least Imperial Oath because that comes around a lot still. And I just feel like so I just often try and set myself up by, by either taking a Samurai or Terrarium or whatever. I finally drafted Mono Red um in best of three which i feel like red is just almost never open in best of three um but i did get a mono red deck and it was fine i wasn't like blown away by it i went two one with it i think my love of experimental synthesizer kind of skews how my red decks want to operate you know like i feel like synthesizer is a different plan maybe than what mono red is trying to do um and I often have like artifact plus enchantment packages in my, you know, Esper base deck because you can get late Naomi's or late uh, Kami of Terrible Secrets. And I, I've been really high recently on Prodigy's prototype. That's the blue white uncommon vehicle. It's three mana for the three, four vehicle crew two. And whenever a vehicle you control attacks, you get a one, one pilot. I think that card is just like great on its own and i've been really happy with it as a splash and then especially if you know you have a hover bike or whatever also floating around your deck then it's nice there yeah so that's that's what i've been doing recently and i've just been loving it honestly yeah the esper stuff has been very fun i've been finding myself there a lot as well and probably late to the party on this but like i knew imperial oath was good 
Mm-hmm. I've been playing with it a lot more this past week, and it's really good. <laughs> and that, that yeah. is not shocking news to anyone, but if you haven't done it a lot, it's kind of ridiculous. The more you play with it, the more you want to play with it, I feel like. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, it definitely has been a, a big shift for me the past few weeks. It's just, I mean, I, like, yes, it is a colorless card, but I also just think about it like a white card. And like when you can get that and Companion and Samurai and Arrest, like those are just great commons in white and then anything at higher rarity, you know, like white just really has a lot to offer in this format, I think. Yeah, I think prior to really experiencing Imperial Oath, my thought was that white, like what is white doing? And Imperial uh-huh. Oath is what White's doing. Now, it kind of stinks yes. because everybody else can draft your best common. But I think, and and we'll note, I am still taking Companion over Imperial Oath. Even knowing how busted Imperial Oath is, I think the Companion is just too important. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that for sure. Um, Yeah, but like you don't have to take it that highly because what's it? It's like at last seen at for 17 lands is like sixth. That's crazy for the second best performing common in the entire format to go sixth on average. That's wild. It is wild. I agree. All right. So before we get into the full 45 from your draft, I wanted to run a pick by you uh, that came up in my latest draft video on Channel Fireball. So you can check this out in real time on Channel Fireball's YouTube page. Um, my draft went up a few days ago. Um, so pack one, pick one. You have some some good-ish options. I think it really comes down to between two commons. There's Okiba Reckoner Raid and Imperial Oath. Uh, uncommons of note are like Rabbit Battery, Leech Gauntlet, and your rare is Igonjo, Seed of the Empire. That's the white legendary land. But I think it's between those two commons. I think if you're on the red is great, forcing red life that a lot of content creators seem to be on, mm-hmm. I think you could make a case for Rabbit Battery. But I agree. For me, it's between Oath and Reckoner Raid. And where would you land? Where, where are you at between those two these days? I would land on Reckoner Raid. I just think every time my opponent plays a Reckoner Raid on turn one, I just feel like I'm losing so hard. And every yeah. time I do it, I feel great. Yep, I agree. So I took the Reckoner Raid. So then pack one, pick two. There are two cards I want to point out, and then I want to point out another factoid to you about this pack. So the two cards <laughs> the two cards that uh, are in consideration are there's a Blossom Prancer in the pack, which is awesome. So that's the 3GG44 Reach ETBs. Look at the top five cards of your library. You can reveal a creature or enchantment card from among them and put that into your hand. Or if you don't do that, you can gain four life. Then there's also a tribute to Hirobi, right? One and a black for the saga. Each opponent creates a 1-1 one, one black rat rogue creature token for chapters one and two. And then chapter three, it flips into a 3-3 three, three flying haste. You gain control of all the rats. And when it attacks, you can sack a creature to draw a card. So I was looking at this and I was like, well, Blossom Prancer is the best card in this pack. But starting with Reckonerade and being past the tribute, I felt like, well, maybe I should lean into black a little bit. So what are your thoughts between those two cards? Yeah, that's tough. I mean... Blossom Prancer's a notch up from Tribute, but I really like starting black with Reckoner Raid into Tribute. That feels super strong, and I think I'd rather start black than green. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can make a serious argument for Blossom Prancer being busted, but then there's the whole green thing. Like, it's yep. just, it feels almost as dangerous to get into green these days as it did to get into red early on in the first few weeks of the format. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I think that, that you can make a case for both. But then looking at the pack a bit more, I noticed that there were red commons, a green common, blue commons, and a white common, but no black common in the pack. The factoid. The factoid. And so for folks who don't know, because I, again, got a lot of questions in the YouTube comments on this video, people don't know that there's a common of every color in the packs. And so that's information to you. People are like, how did you know that there was a black common missing? I was like, well, because there's supposed to be a common of every color in the pack. And so seeing that made me go, and, and I know it's not a saga, right? Because Tributes here and Tales of Master Sashiro is in the pack. 
And so I know it's not a saga, so I have to assume that someone took probably Twisted Embrace out of this pack. Or Virus Beetle, maybe, but that seems crazy. Right. I feel like if you know Virus Beetle is that good, you probably know Blossom Prancer is that good. Right. So I feel like it's someone just taking removal. And so that made me go, well, I don't think Black's going to be open because someone took a Black Common, and so I landed on Blossom Prancer. Yeah, that's certainly a good tipping point, because you could have given me either Tribute or Blossom Prancer, and I'd have been pretty happy. I like the reasoning. Yeah, so just just throwing that out there for folks who maybe don't know that that's part of uh, how the packs are textured, and there is always a common or uncommon saga on the packs as well. Um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting to run through, um, but I'm looking forward to getting into your draft. Yeah, this is a doozy. Are you ready mm-hmm. to take a seat at the round table, Ethan? I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm excited, so let's do it. All right, pack one, pick one. You see the following cards as options in the commons. Next to no commons in consideration, maybe you could make a case for Kami's Flare, one in a red, deal three to target creature or planeswalker. Moving on to the uncommons, there's a Gloom Shrieker, one black Ooh. green for the two one enchantment creature cat beast with menace. When ETBs return target permanent from your graveyard to your hand, and if Gloom Shrieker would die, you exile it instead. And then in the rare slot, there's Kami of Transience, one in the green for a 2-2 spirit with trample. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, put a plus one plus one counter on it. At the beginning of each end step, if an enchantment was put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn, you may return Kami of Transience from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, I mean, I love me a Gloom Shrieker. I think Gloom Shrieker is awesome. I'm thrilled to pick those up and try and splash them or try and get into black green. But Kami of Transience is just busted i don't think there's an uncommon in the set i would take over that card interesting i think i would take life of tashiro over it because i would rather start black okay i mean but that feels like a metagame call rather than a a card quality call yeah 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 i think that's fair i just like kami of transience feels kind of unbeatable on turn two like in just because it's so easy for you to have enchantments it feels like it's gonna grow and then it feels like it's gonna come back and be a problem for you to deal with again unless you can exile it well, so I think just thinking about this a little more and not to like and also you, I think I would take the hold over it, too. I think there are probably uncommons I would take over it because in my mind, this is a green card that's good, but not great and needs other great green cards to be great. Almost like if you're pairing again, like what we talked about, if you're pairing Kami of Transients with green commons, I think that's a pretty bad card to be the reason that you're in green, right? Like isn't Blossom Prancer just intrinsically more powerful on its own than Kami of Transience? I don't know. I mean, I, I like sort of hear what you're saying, and I would, I'm would. i just so happy that we're arguing already. Um, in <laughs> back one, pick one. Um, I'm sorry that I defended your first pick here, Ben. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll walk it back. No, um, but I think that we, I, I sort of hear what you're saying, but I don't think it takes much more than Kami of Transience for me to be happy then to get like a bunch of fangs. Harmonious Emergence can even be good in that spot. Tales of Master Sashiro. Like it's not hard to get the enchantments at common that support this as a turn two play. Right. Absolutely. I agree with that. But then isn't what we talked about with green? You're listing off a bunch of green commons. Isn't that a bad spot to be in if you don't get the other green commons? Green uncommons? Yeah, no, I, I I think that's true. But I, like I said, I don't think it takes much more. Like, I think it would take that plus a uh, Beseju or that plus a Blossom Prancer. Sure. And I, then I feel like I'd be happy with drafting green. So I, yes. like I said, I don't, I don't think it's going to take much to make that card good. Yes, I agree. And that's kind of where I ultimately ended up. I was thinking about like, well, maybe I take Gloom Shrieker over it because that's just kind of a more it does its thing. And if I'm green, I'm probably able to splash anyway, but ended up settling on the Kami of Transients. Pack one, pick one. Moving on to pack one, pick two. 
See the following cards as options. In the commons, there's an Imperial Oath. Five and a white for the sorcery. Make three 2-2 white samurai creature tokens with vigilance and then scry three. If you're about the red life, there's an experimental synthesizer. Red for the artifact when it ETBs or leaves. You exile the top card of your library and until end of turn you can play that card. Then you can pay two and a red, sack it to make a 2-2 white samurai creature token with vigilance. And then moving on to the uncommons, I'm going to omit the fall of Lord Conda because Imperialist is much better than it. And I'm talking to you. <laughs> and then you move on, I think, to the other uncommon, which is Gloom Shrieker. One black green for the 2-1 Menace. And when ETBs, you can return a permanent from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you've selected here in Imperial Oath. I think I would land on Gloom Shrieker myself for two reasons. Like, it's just such a good, you know, if you can play both Kami of Transients and Gloom Shrieker in the same deck, that's going to be awesome. And I just think you can get Oaths later if that's what you want. Yeah, that's Fair. I was really worried about starting Kami into Gloom Shrieker because I think if green gets cut, you're really hard to pivot off of it. Or like I think if you take Gloom Shrieker here, you're signing up to 100% draft a green multicolored deck almost. And I think if you take Imperial Oath here, you have outs to not draft that deck or draft that deck if that's what's open. I think Imperial Oath leaves you more options through the rest of the draft here. I don't know. I feel like you're being a little too gun shy about green. Like, Kami of Transients into Gloom Trigger is a good reason to try and draft green. Yes, if you get other good green cards, I think. So how many non-common green cards do you need to be happy playing a green deck? I don't know. Something in like the four to five range, I think, almost. Wow, okay. Or, or you need to have powerful cards of other colors. Like I, I think I hear what you're saying, and I get. I think that Kami and the Gloom Shrieker is a great start to a draft. That's what I was telling myself too. Like this is a great start to a draft. Like just take the Gloom Shrieker. But then I was thinking, well, what if I get cut? And all I've been trying to do lately is leave myself as flexible as possible to end up with as many options as possible so that I end up with a good deck. Because I think if you take Gloom Shrieker and there's no green, then you're like abandoning your first few picks, and then the power drops off after that. I think quite a bit yeah that's fair i, I mean an oath you know if we're, if we're being big data boys oath has a higher game in hand win rate than gloom shrieker on average yeah that's the other thing i mean i didn't actually go look on 17 lands but i was thinking well they're probably honestly comparable win rate cards and i think oath leaves me more flexible so i did land on the oath here but it was i think a really interesting pick between gloom shrieker and imperial oath there yeah for sure all right so moving on with kami of transients and imperial oath in your pile you see the following cards as options pack one pick three there's a Spirited Companion, one and a white for a 1-1. When it ETBs, you draw a card. There's Okiba Reckoner Raid, black for the Enchantment Saga. Chapters 1 and 2, each opponent loses one life, and you gain one life. And then Chapter 3, it comes back as a 2-2 Menace that gives all your vehicles Menace. There's also Intercessor's Arrest, two and a white for the Aura Enchant Permanent. Enchanted Permanent can't attack, block, or crew vehicles, and its activated abilities can't be activated unless they're mana abilities. And that's really about it. I mean, like there's an Iron Apprentice, there's a Goshen Tie of Ancient Wars, that's the Red Shrine, the Tuna Red 2-2 First Strike. But I think really you're between Spirited Companion and Reckoner Raid here. Yeah, I mean, you didn't shout out the top green common, Bamboo Grove Archer, the <laughs> two mana 3-3 three, three Defender Reach. Uh, but I agree uh, between Reckoner Raid and Companion. I think, you know, had you taken Gloom Shrieker, I think you take Reckoner Raid, but with the Oath in your pile i think taking companion is great yeah so settled on the spirit of companion here and i think you're happy either way no matter which card you selected last pack yeah so moving forward you got kami imperial oath and spirited companion and pack one pick four you see the following cards as options there's literal zero green cards in the pack there's kami of terrible secrets as i think the best black card that's three and a black for a three four 
When it ETBs, if you control an artifact and an enchantment, you draw a card and you gain a life. There's the Modern Age, as I think the best card in the pack overall. One in mm-hmm. a blue, chapters one and two, draw a discard. And then chapter three, it comes back as a two, three flyer. And then in white, there's Intercessor's Arrest. Two in a white aura, enchant permanent. Enchanted permanent can't attack, block, or crew vehicles. Yeah, I think you could make a case for the Modern Age because it is the best card in the pack. But I think given that there's arrest here and you have two white cards, I would take the arrest. Yeah, that's what I settled on as well. So we've got Kami, Companion, Oath, and Intercessor's Arrest headed into pick five. Pretty weak pack here. This is a bummer. So looking at options, commons, there's Coiling Stalker as the green common in the pack. That's the one in the green (laughs) 2-1 with Ninjutsu. And whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you put a plus one plus one counter on target creature that doesn't have a plus one plus one counter on it. There's Story Weave, uh, 2G for the instant. Choose one, put two plus one plus one counters on target creature you control, or put two lore counters on target Saga. Um, The next time one or more enchantment creatures enter the battlefield under your control this turn, they enter with two additional plus one plus one counters. And then there's Network Terminal, I think colorless, three mana tap, add a mana of any color, and you can one tap this and another untapped artifact to loot. And I think that's really about it. There's like a Befriending the Moss as a white card. Uh, That's the three and a white saga, chapters one and two, a creature gets plus one plus one and flying, and then it flips into a two, four flyer. Yeah, I mean, there's basically only one card in this pack that I'm happy to play in my decks, and that's Network Terminal. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um, That's what I settled on here, but feels bad i think to take i guess it doesn't feel bad but it feels awkward to have a pack that is this weak and there's no real signals right well so and i think part of this is that like you know if you end up green white but i think at this point you're probably thinking you know you're the one that you're a genius for not taking gloom shrieker because (laughs) green is not open but two you said it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but two, you're thinking like, well, network terminal, if I do have an, end up in green, white, ne- network terminal is not great there because you really want to have, you know, a handful of other artifacts so that you can take advantage of the looting aspect of this card. But, you know, if you end up in white, blue or white, black or whatever, terminal is going to be great. Yes. So took terminal and headed on to pack one, pick six. More bad news here for us. Pack one, pick six, literal zero white cards in the pack. Only green card is an Heir of the Ancient Fang. It's 2G for the 2-3 and ETBs with a plus one plus one counter on it if you controlled a modified creature. And then a bunch of good red. Well, good is an interesting word, but there is a bunch of red. I mean, there's Unstoppable Ogre. I think that belongs in the red deck. Tuna red for the 4-1 when an ETB's target creature can't block this turn. There's Experimental Synthesizer, red for the artifact when ETBs or leaves. You get to exile the top card of your library and then make a Samurai when you sack it for two and a red. And then Flame Discharge, red X instant, deals X damage to target creature Planeswalker. And if you control a modified creature as you cast it, it deals X plus two damage instead. I mean, that's a red signal, pack one, pick six. To see those three cards? Yeah, I think so. Plus there's a Gift of Wrath and a Peerless Samurai. So there's five red cards here of the nine cards you have as options. So I definitely think this is a whatever, a red signal. And I like taking Synthesizer. I think that's the best of these red cards. Right. Yeah. So I took Synthesizer here and I was thinking, okay, well, maybe we can just totally abandon ship and go red if that's what flows or like Synthesizer could be played in a red white deck. I mean, you're not happy to do that, but I think there's there's potential there. It's awkward with Imperial Oaths, but I, I definitely think there's a world where you could have like a red, white, grindy, just value deck with like, you know, companions and odes and synthesizers and all that stuff. It's our favorite red, white control deck from Cube. Exactly, exactly. All right, moving on to pack one, pick seven. This is a really awkward pack to see. So again, there's no great options in green, black, white. There's a Tameo safekeeping, 
Uh, green for the instant target permanent control gains hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. You gain two life. There's ancestral katana. That's the one in a white equipment that gives equipped creature plus two plus one and has an equip cost of three. And if it's a samurai or warrior attacking alone, you can pay one to equip it instead. There's Dakuchi Shadowwalker as the only black card of interest in the pack. That's four black black for a five five and ninjutsu three in a black. And then in the red life, there's Aki Emberkeeper, one in a red for the two one. Um, whenever a non-token modified creature you control dies, you make a one one spirit token. And there's also Dragon Spark Reactor, one in a red for the artifact. Whenever it or another artifact enters the battlefield under control, you put a charge counter on it. Then you can pay four, sacrifice it to deal damage equal to the number of charge counters on it to target player and that much damage to up to one target creature. I mean, I'm nervous to say that I would take Dragon Spark Reactor after our conversation last week about it, but I think that's where I would land here. That's where I landed too, but I really was not happy about it. Like to the point where I almost took Aki Ember Keeper, except I was worried that other people might see Dragon Spark Reactor as more of a signal for red Mm -hmm. artifacts. That was like literally the only reason I took dragon spark reactor here because i've not been a huge fan of it in red artifact decks but like if this were any other artifact payoff i'd be thrilled like give me an experimental synthesizer give me a twashi song shaper like i think those type of cards are are much better than dragon spark reactor yeah all right so we took the reactor here took the reactor so moving forward we've got white cards oath arrest companion our first pick kami of transients is our only green card a network terminal and then late picks in red dragon spark reactor and experimental synthesizer moving on to pack one pick eight the hits keep coming another weak pack here there's a network terminal uh, three for the artifact tap add one man of any color and then you can one tap to rummage no red cards no green cards and no real playable cards to be honest other than maybe an arm guard familiar it's one in a blue for the 2-1 with Ward 2. Has a reconfigured cost of 4 to give equipped creature plus 2 plus 1 and Ward 2. Yeah, it's unlikely that any of these cards make your deck, but I think the second terminal is probably your best option. I think without a containment construct, I would be pretty loath to play two terminals in a deck, but I could see it happening. Yeah, I agree. That was my reasoning as well, and I did take the network terminal there. Moving on to pack one, pick nine. See the following cards as options. There's a Harmonious Emergence, if we want to get back on the green life, for three and a green, Enchant Aura. Enchant's a land you control, and makes it a four, five, green spirit creature token with Vigilance and Haste. And then if that land would be destroyed, it becomes indestructible, and you put Harmonious Emergence in the graveyard. And then red, there's an Aki Ember Keeper, one in red for the two, one. Whenever a non-token modified creature you control dies, you make a one, one spirit token. And honestly, those are the only really two playable cards in the pack. Yeah, I mean, there's also a Swiftwater Cliffs, like there's the red blue land. I guess you could think about taking that. But I th- I think at this point, like this draft is not going great. I agree. And your only real signals have been late synthesizer, late reactor. So I think taking Emberkeeper and just assuming that red can happen um, is your best bet. That was my thought as well, except there's a Kami's Flare missing here. Like when I went back to look at this, like 17 lands shows you the known missing cards. So knowing that a Kami's Flare is missing here, I think might have made me take Harmonious Merchants, but probably not. I probably still would have taken Aki Ember Keeper just because I really needed a direction and red was just at least a direction. But Kami's Flare not wheeling doesn't really mean anything. Like I would not expect Kami's Flare to wheel. Or are you just saying because it didn't wheel, you don't want to be, you assume that then you might be fighting for red for with red, someone else? Yeah. I basically only want to be the only red drafter. No, I agree with that. But so took Aki Ember Keeper, and then moving on to pack one, pick 10. Really weird that Silver Fur Master wheeled here. Um, mm. Blue black for a 2-2, ninjutsu blue black. Um, makes ninjutsu abilities you activate cost one less and gives other ninja and rogue creatures you control plus one plus one. That should not still be in the pack, almost certainly. Correct. 
And then there's Harmonious Emergence and Tamio Safekeeping as options for green cards. So I guess you took Emergence because it plays well with the Kami? I did, yeah. It plays well with the Kami, and I think just more important to have green enchantments rather than a card like Tamio Safekeeping. We don't literally have anything we want to protect. <laughs> like, Kami of Transience literally comes back from the graveyard. It's interesting that Silver for Master is here, and but blue and black have not felt open. I agree. and But some of that is just the packs being super weak, too. Like uh-huh. It's so hard to read signals when the packs are weak. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, there's no world where we can take Silver for Master and move in here, I don't think. I mean, you could. Like, you're not missing out on anything, right? Like, you don't need to take Harmonious Emergence here, but like... It just it's so hard for me to imagine, given that we have literal no blue or black cards. It's really hard to imagine that that card ends up making your deck at the end of this draft. Right. Yeah. All right. So took the harmonious emergence. Moving on to pick 11. You wheel a Mukatai Ambusher, which is three and a black for the three two with Ninjutsu and it has lifelink. That's by far and away the best card in the pack here. There's you're already dead. There's Reckoner Shakedown. There's Guardians of Obero. Yeah. So easy pick. How does the rest of the pack round out? You get Mirror Shell Crab pick 12. Ambitious Assault pick 13 over your already dead. Maybe, you know, some sort of red, white, go wide deck with Imperial Oath where that makes the cut. And then pick 14, Gift of Wrath, pick 15, Island. So I assume you're not feeling great at the end of pack one. Talk to me about where you're at. No, I do not feel great at all. So in my mind, we currently have zero direction which is a huge problem that needs to be corrected as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Given the power level of the cards we're looking at, it's likely that we're base white and trying to figure out what other colors we can pair with it. I think red's almost certainly not on the table anymore after not wheeling several cheap red cards. Like pick nine, we didn't wheel the commies flare. Pick 10, we didn't wheel egg which is, I think, a huge signal. Not, Not wheeling experimental synthesizer pick 10 makes me not want to draft red at all so i think that red the little detour we took into red is a dead end and we're not Mm -hmm. doing that i think two network terminals maybe gives us some options for splashing down the road the second one certainly less important than the first but i feel pretty bad that we don't have uncharted havens or an ecologist terrarium to go with the network terminals and i think if green were to flow in pack two we could still maybe make base green white work but we're basically looking for anything to pair with white right now. Yeah, because your best cards, I mean, your best card is Kami of Transients, but then beyond that, your best cards are Oath, Companion, and Arrest. Yes. So that's why you're thinking about white. All right, makes sense. So we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll be back with pack two. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? Uh, I've talked about this on stream a lot this year because I've been undergoing some some physical health changes. 2022 has been rough for me. And it's been hard to like remind myself, hey, you don't have to stream today or you can take a break or take it easy or, you know, request to not have to write an article this month or whatever, you know, stuff that that has been tough for me to sort of you you feel like get a muscle through. And it's been hard for me to remind myself that, like, I got to take it easy sometimes. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for your haircut, or even trying therapy, you are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. And I've talked about it as well. I think at this point in my life, I'm pretty happy. But rewind to two or three years ago, and I was pretty unhappy. And I think you could attest to that. You know, I've oftentimes made you my therapist. And so now I'm better about 
taking time for myself, maybe saying, you know, I'm going to take a personal day off of school because a lot of teaching is giving to other people. And I think if I were two or three years ago in that same mental state and had known about BetterHelp, I would have absolutely started trying therapy because I'd be way more comfortable in the online environment. Yeah, BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Lords of Limited listeners get 10% off on their first month at BetterHelp.com Lords. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Lords. And now back to the show. All right, Ben, I'm going to take you through pack two here. So pack two, pick one, you see the following cards as options. Best commons are Virus Beetle, one on a black 1-1 one, one artifact. When it enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card. There's a Moon Snare Specialist, the three and a blue 2-2 two, two, when it ETBs. Return up to one target creature to its owner's hand, has Ninjutsu for two and a blue. There's another Intercessor's Arrest. Uh, if you want some more fixing, there's an Ecologist's Terrarium. And then an Uncommon, I would say just a card that blows everything else out of the water is Behold the Unspeakable, three blue blue for the Saga. Chapter one, creatures you don't control get minus two minus oh until your next turn. Chapter two, if you have one or fewer cards in your hand, draw four cards, otherwise scry two, then draw two. And then chapter three, it flips into Vision of the Unspeakable, a flying trample zero zero creature that gets plus one plus one for each card in your hand. And your rare is Satsuki the Living Lore. That's the green white one three that ex accelerates your sagas. And then when it dies, you can either return a saga or enchantment you control to its owner's hand or return target saga card from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, this is a doozy of a pack because... Beholds the best card. We literally have no blue cards so far, but you've got you've got the crab. You got, no, the, we've crab. got the crab. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was thinking we need a direction. I think behold is far and away the best card in the pack. You could make a conservative pick like Satsuki and try to stick with green white. But I think we're looking for power and direction right now. So I took behold, maybe hoping to go blue white or, you know, there's a grafted growth here as well. So if we go green, you know, maybe we can wield that grafted growth and, you know, get behold in that way. Some sort of multicolor soup with your terminals and grafted growth, etc. Okay, I'm into it. Pack two, pick two. Well, as blue follow up, you've got a moon snare specialist and the modern age. That's the one in a blue saga. Chapters one and two draw a card, then discard a card, and then it flips into a two three on chapter three. There's another intercessor's arrest for your white options. And I'd say that's about it in contention out of this pack. The, the rare is missing and the uncommons are all pretty junky. Yeah, very weak pack, which is not what we're hoping for here because we want direction. So it's between intercessor's arrest and the modern age. And I am not very interested in my second intercessor's arrest. I think we right. need action. So after just picking behold, I took modern age to try to solidify myself into blue white. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, so thinking about being blue white moving forward, pack two, pick three. Okay, so blue options. Best one is probably Sky Swimmer Koi. Three and a blue, three, three flyer. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card if you do discard a card. Again, a card that like if I have a containment construct, I'm happier to play, but on its own, I'm not super happy to play. And especially you don't really have artifacts other than network terminal at the moment. Thinking about if you're base blue white. Uh, speaking of white, there's no real options. The only white card is Lucky Offering. You're not main decking that in best of one. And I don't know, what's the best card in the pack? I, I don't even know. 
There's enthusiastic <laughs> mechanaut at uncommon blue red for the two two artifact creature flyer and artifact spells you cast cost one less to cast. I guess you could think about taking that and you know then maybe you can get blue red splash a little white. Um, and then in terms of other options, there's a papercraft decoy two mana for the two one artifact creature frog. When it leads the battlefield, you may pay two if you do draw a card. Yeah, looking at this, I hadn't really considered the blue red splash imperial oath option i think that's actually a fairly reasonable option given the cards we have yeah. right now so maybe i should have taken enthusiastic mechanaut here um i actually settled on papercraft decoy just because i didn't know what i was and i knew papercraft decoy would be a cheap two drop that i could always play and would give me some looting options with network terminal yeah it can make, you know it's gonna make your deck and it's totally fine like it's filler but totally fine filler and i feel like you're not missing out on a ton the mechanaut pick i think would be fine but i don't hate taking decoy here pack two pick four the hits do not keep coming for you, Ben. Um, there is a Moonfolk Puzzle Maker as the only blue card, the two and a blue one four artifact creature flyer. Whenever it becomes tapped, you scry one. If you're thinking about holding on to green still, there's another Grafted Growth. There's also a Geothermal Kami, the three and a green four three spirit. When it ETBs, you can return an enchantment you control to its owner's hand. If you do, you gain three life. The best cards, I guess there's like a Grave Lighter, but you don't, you, the only black card you have is Mukatai Ambusher. I don't think you can be black. There's a Scrap Welder as your rare, two in red for the 3-3 three, three Artificer. You can tap it, sack an artifact with mana value X, and then return target artifact card with mana value less than X from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste until end of turn, which like, I mean, again, had you taken Mechanaut, I guess you could think about that, but it feels like this is just another weak pack. Yeah, another super weak pack. I didn't see the Mechanaut into Scrap Welder line, even reviewing this draft for the podcast. So hmm. that's interesting to note here. Um, so Red was just totally closed off in my mind after I didn't wheel those cards in pack one because I think I just didn't want to compete for Red. But I had enough that maybe I could have made not a stereotypical Red deck work, but kind of an interesting blue-red artifact shenanigans deck. So certainly that would have been an option. I settled on Geothermal Kami here because I was just legitimately worried about making playables at this point. Kami, I think, was still one of my better cards, and there's a Grafted Growth in this pack. So I took Geothermal Kami hoping to wheel Grafted Growth and then maybe pick up a Shrine Steward or something and use that to splash Behold and then just use how deep green was to hopefully get enough playables. All right, let me ask you this, Ben. Okay. If you were doing a coaching session with someone yes. and you were reviewing this draft with them huh. and they, okay. they brought this draft to you, would you not criticize the Kami pick here as like, <laughs> you don't want to be like, Kami of Transients is the only green card and you pack one, pick one that you haven't seen any green. Like, what are you doing taking a green card out of this pack? I'm, I'm just literally what I told you. I just it's, was you're, reeling. like a panic pick. Yes, I, I was reeling and I didn't know what to do. And I thought this was something to do. Like, I know how to draft a green multicolored soup deck. It's likely that I wheel grafted growth here. And I don't think I'm missing out on anything as well. Like, so maybe I can get back towards base green, white, splashing blue or be some sort of a band deck as i agree it's not a great option but like i don't think i have any good options here yeah i mean i think you could just like i mean it's kind of fillerish i guess and going back to what you said at the top of the episode of like you don't want to draft filler but i mean you did just take like good blue card good blue card at the start of this pack like you could just take puzzle maker what am i doing with that though I don't know. You might get a vehicle or something and then you can get some scry action with it or like you get some ninjas. It's not like this card. It's fine. I don't know. I'm just ner I see the Kami pick and it makes me nervous. Yes. I mean, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right, know what you right. want me to tell you, but that was my thought process. I knew I could maybe wheel grafted growth here. 
And then if that happened, then I, I was just trying to open doors here. And I felt yeah, like yeah. I was opening the door because I like I felt like every door I'd gone down to got slammed shut in my face. And I thought this was maybe opening the green door back up. That's, yeah. that's the best way I have to describe it. I look I, I, I'm I, I hear what you're saying and I, I don't think it's like totally wrong. I just just wanted to push back a little bit. All right. No, so sure. pack pack to <laughs> pick five uh, more weak cards here for you. Best blue card is mnemonic sphere. One on the blue artifact. Uh, you can pay one in a blue to sack it to draw two cards and you can also just channel it for a single blue to draw a card. There's a Ganjo Exemplar, one in a white for a 2-1 enchantment creature. Whenever a samurai or warrior you control attacks alone, it gets plus one plus one until end of turn. I don't know, best card period might be like Seismic Wave, two in a red instant, deal two to any target and one to each non-artifact creature target opponent controls. But it's really not a great pack for anybody. Yeah, I think the more I look back at this, maybe the more I was supposed to be red-blue. I just didn't see the Mechanaut line because it was so closed off after the red cards didn't wheel. But I landed on Iganjo Exemplar here as another white card to get me deeper into white and an enchantment to go along with Kami of Transience if I did indeed end up living the base green white life. Yeah, okay. Pack two, pick six. Okay, I mean, you're seeing some more blue. It's not great. There's a Moonsnare Specialist. Uh, that's the Bounce Ninja. There's also another Sphere. There's an Armed Guard Familiar. Um, there's another Papercraft Decoy if you wanted to stay colorless. But you're seeing a little bit of hope here in uh, Pack 2, Pick 6, Golden Tail Disciple, 2 and a white, 2, 3 enchantment creature with lifelink. Yeah, I was thrilled to see Golden Tail Disciple here. And I think, you know, had you gone down the potential red-blue artifacts route, you're happy as well. Like, you probably take Moonsnare Specialist here then because you're a little deeper into both red and blue but where i was at uh, i was thrilled to see golden tail disciple yeah that makes sense to me all right pack two pick seven yeah i think maybe you're supposed to be red here <laughs> so there's a voltage surge a tawashi song shaper and another dragon spark reactor though i guess you're like probably too far away from that i, I don't know though maybe, maybe you could have gotten there um in terms of white or green options there's a commune with spirits single green sorcery look at the top four cards of your library you can reveal an enchantment card or land card from among them and put it into your hand put the rest on the bottom in a random order and there's also a born to drive this card is actually not bad like there's a lot of x ones in the format i feel like you can ambush like you know the uncommon black two mana three one or whatever there's just like a lot of two ones i've definitely found that ambushing x ones in the format is real with born to drive that's the card that you can channel out for two and a white to make two one one colorless pilot creature tokens um you can also play it as an aura to enchant artifact or creature and as long as enchanted permanent is a creature it gets plus one plus one for each creature and or vehicle you control that's so funny because i love born to drive and I have, I don't think I've literally ever channeled it in the format. What? <laughs> I just keep slamming it as an aura and winning with my creature that's like a 12 12. Oh, wow. That's so funny to me. I feel like every time my opponent casts it as an aura, I'm never impressed by it. And every time they channel it, they always ambush something. That's so funny. I yeah. do think this card is good in the format. And I, again, looking back at this, it really does seem like, and it's so funny. I just didn't, I didn't see it. So, but I think you have to take the Mechanaut, right? Like once you, you don't can't, take, yeah, you can't do it otherwise. Right. Once you don't take the Mechanaut pack two, pick three, it's really tough. Like maybe if you take Scrap Welder, you can still do it, but it's significantly less exciting, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's very interesting. But yeah, I took Born to Drive here. I love that card. And I'm already in the market for, in my mind, Shrine Steward, because I'm hoping to wheel Grafted Grows. Born uh -huh, to Drive uh -huh. is another option that I can get with Shrine Steward. And I have a, an unnatural love for Shrine Steward in this format. It is my favorite card in the format. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny to me. Yeah, I also like Shrine Steward quite a bit. Okay, so Born to Drive in the pile. Pack two, pick eight. 
Again, nothing much here. Uh, it looks like that you selected Bearer of Memory. That's the two and a green, a three, two enchantment creature. And you can be five and a green to put a plus and plus one counter on target enchantment creature. It gains trample until end of turn. That's probably just the best card in the pack. This pack is, I mean, there's Moonsnare Prototype. You are already dead. Iron Apprentice, just a bunch of junk. Yeah, bunch of junk. And Bearer of Memory is an enchantment creature, which goes along with Kami of Transients. And that's kind of where we're at that I'm excited about <laughs> Bearer of Memory. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so then the pack rounds out on the wheel. You do get Grafted Growth, pack two, pick nine. Pack two, pick ten, you pick up another Papercraft decoy. Pick eleven, nothing pack. You take Essence Capture. Pack two, pick twelve, Regions Authority. That's the white combat trick. Then an Iron Apprentice and a You Are Already Dead. So not great wheels here at the end of the pack for you. No, definitely not great. So after pack two, I'm thinking I'm almost 100% to be base green white given how pack two shook out and the fact that we did wheel a grafted growth i'm really in the market for like two shrine stewards or a shrine steward and a grafted growth to be able to reliably splash behold because i think behold is one of the best cards if not the best card i have and then there's still some small chance that if green is really cut and blue's flowing we end up just base blue white i think as far as what i'm hoping to pick up we just need good cards period yes we need maybe a removal spell or two, because right now the only real way we have to interact is Intercessor's Arrest. We need card advantage engines. Like something like Containment Construct would be a dream for like the cards I have right now, because that would really give me a way to grind. We need Geothermal Commies to kind of pick up enchantments. We've got Spirited Companion, that sort of thing. Like as far as green filler, we're excited about. And then we also need fixing. Like we really need Shrine Stewards, maybe one more Grafted Growth, preferably two Shrine Stewards some uncharted havens some ecologist terrariums like we need a lot from pack three that's a that's a lot of yeah that's a long wish list for one pack <laughs> i would say i gotta say I'm, I'm gonna push back again here i gotta say i am surprised to hear you say that you're almost certainly base green white and that there's a small chance you would be blue white because i'm looking at this and i'm saying yeah maybe kami is like your best card still period but behold is a close second if not in first and then the modern age is just better than all of your other green cards. Like, why not be blue white here? Um, yeah, maybe that's right. Okay, 50-50. Wow, that was easy. That was easy. Okay, <laughs> you got it. Great. All right, so uh, what's going on in pack three? Pack three, pick one. See the following cards as options. There's no commons in consideration, I don't think. There's no Kiba Reckoner Raid. We're too far away from that. There's a Moon Circuit Hacker as a blue card. Um, but in the uncommons, there is a Jukai Naturalist, green-white for the 2-2 lifelink. Enchantment spells you cost, cast one less to cast. Yeah, that's really good if you think you're green-white. Um, and Moon Circuit Hacker, if I was thinking about blue-white, is really, you're just like so not well set up for that card that I like. I think you could take it, but it's not going to be good in your deck. There's always the dream of like picking up your Spirited Companion or whatever, but more often than not, you're just going to have to play that out as a two mana two one, which you don't want to do. So yeah, Jukai Naturalist seems like a great pick. And to go back towards the red blue deck that might have been rare Thundering Raiju, two red red for a three three haste whenever it attacks, put a plus plus one counter on target creature you control, and then it deals X damage to the opponent where X is the number of modified creatures you control other than Thundering Raiju. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's a world where you could be red blue, and I think that's probably where I would have ended up. But like you said, you have to take the Mechanaut pick three and pack two and that's just hard to do sometimes i think yeah so take the naturalist here moving on to pack three pick two boom baby we're checking something off our list a good card we have tatsunari toad rider in the rare slot that's two and a black for the three three legendary human ninja whenever you cast an enchantment spell if you don't control a creature named kimi 
you create Kimi, a legendary 3-3 black and green frog creature token with whenever you cast an enchantment spell, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Then it has the activated ability of one and then a Simic mana. Tatsunari, Toad Rider, and Target Frog you control can't be blocked this turn except by creatures with flying and or reach. Jeez, there's just so much text on these cards. That's like just a nice little book that you read there about <laughs> Tatsunari. Uh, yeah, that's a great pickup. And you've got the two terminals and grafted growth to be able to cast it pretty easily. So yeah, seems like a great pickup. Yeah, nothing else even close to in consideration in the pack. No, I mean, the best on-color card for you is Fang of Shigeki, but it's just too big of a power level gap there. Yeah, so Slam Tatsunari. Moving on to pack three, pick three. See the following cards as options. There's, again, no real commons in consideration here. There's like a Bamboo Grove Archer, a Harmonious Emergence, Kami's Flare. But moving on to the uncommons, there's Skyblast Samurai. Six and a white for the 4-4, costs one less to cast for each enchantment you control, and it's a 4-4 flyer. And then there's also Mishiko's Reign of Truth, one and a white. First two chapters, target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each artifact and or enchantment you control. And then it flips into a 0-0 that gets plus one, plus one for each artifact and or enchantment you control. You're probably supposed to take Reign of Truth here, though I've cooled on that card a little bit, especially in non-aggressive decks, which you definitely aren't. Like, I like Reign of Truth a lot more in, like, black-white when I've got beetles to pump up or you know i've got my uh okiba reckoner raids to pump up i just like i have had to play this on turn two as my first play enough times that i i don't know the card is a little awkward i agree i have cooled on it a little bit as well but i'm thrilled to see it here yeah it's you're, you're quite well set up for it in this deck i think even if you're not super aggressive you just have so many artifacts and enchantments well and we just need cards that could be powerful yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that yeah. is one that's fair. That's fair. All right. Moving on to pack three, pick four. You see the following cards as options in the commons. There's Era of Enlightenment, one in a white. Chapter one, you scry two. Chapter two, you gain two. Chapter three, you exile it and then return it as a two, two first striker. There's Ecologist Terrarium, two mana for the artifact. When ETBs, you can search your library for a land and then you can pay two tap, sacrifice <laughs> it, put a plus and plus one counter on target creature. And then there's also We Were Young in the Uncommons, three and a white for the instant. Up to two target creatures get plus two, plus two until end of turn. If you control an artifact and an enchantment, those creatures gain lifelink until end of turn. That card has definitely gone up for me, though I don't think I would ever take it over Era of Enlightenment, which seems like a pretty nice slam dunk for you i mean you, you th did you name fang of shigeki as well in the pack i didn't name fang no i think you could make a case for taking fang here as well yeah that's probably true i like era a little better than fang yeah i think, I think that's totally reasonable actually looking back at this think maybe i should have taken terrarium over era of enlightenment after but why picking tatsunari because it gives me let's say the grafted growth thing doesn't work out i can play terrarium terminal and a swamp and be uh -huh. like white green splash tatsunari yeah that's true i mean you can also just play terminal grafted growth in a swamp as well yeah I, that, that's that's worse but like i don't know i think taking era here has more upside okay well, that's cool that's what i took but then i was thinking oh maybe i should have taken terrarium so i did take the era here moving on to pack three pick five see the following cards as options there's a fang of shigeki green for the one one death touch and no white commons in the pack and then moving on to the uncommons, there's an Azusa's Many Journeys, one in a green for the saga, play an additional land, chapter one, chapter two, you gain three, and then it flips into a three, three. Yeah, I think this card is still kind of underrated. Like it's not a busted green uncommon, but it's still better than all the commons. Yes, I think that is true. I, I like taking the Many Journeys here. That seems like a great pickup for you. As what I settled on. And then pack three, pick six, see the following cards as options. 
We're too far away from Virus Beetle, I think. One in a black for the 1-1. One, one. When ETBs, each opponent discards a card. But there is our second grafted growth here, which potentially enables us to play Behold the Unspeakable. This is two in wow. green for the Aura Enchant Land. Uh, when it ETBs, you put a plus plus encounter on target creature or vehicle, and Enchant Land has tap, add two mana of any one color. So you now will have your second grafted growth that lets you maybe play Behold the Unspeakable. Yeah. Maybe you can get a Shrine Steward in these last couple picks. We need Shrine Steward, pick seven or pick eight, baby. Okay. Moving on to pick seven. You see the following cards as options. There's Sunblade Samurai, four and a white for the 4-4 four, four Vigi, and you can channel it for two mana to search your library for a planes and gain two life. And then a bunch of green commons. There's Fade into Antiquity, uh, two and a green sorcery, exile target artifact or enchantment, as well as a Bearer of Memory and a Bamboo Grove Archer. I might make a case for my new fave card out of this pack that you didn't name, which is Prodigy's Prototype, the white-blue uncommon vehicle. Ooh... I just think that, like, what one of the things you said going into this pack, like, what do you need? You need power. I think Prototype gives you power, and you're already interested. Like, you know, you have two network terminals and two grafted growths. I think Prototype is just good. Isn't it less good when it doesn't reliably come down on turn three, though? No. Because th- the 3-4 body is, like, still big, I think, like, on future turns. That's fair. Yeah, I don't the know. 3-4 is just large enough to have attacks late in the game. Yeah, I, I've splashed enough. I mean, maybe it's not good enough knowing that like you only have one more pick and so like you don't have other vehicles to go with this. So maybe it's not that good, but I don't know. I just, just wanted to throw it out there. I think I think taking Sunblade Samurai here is totally fine. I think also taking Fade into Antiquity is totally fine just to give you another piece of interaction. Yeah, looking back at this, I think I actually was supposed to take Fade here. I did settle on the Sunblade Samurai, but I think Fade as another piece of interaction slash removal is probably what I actually wanted here. Yeah, I think so. All right, moving on to Oh my god. Oh my god. We did it. Shrine Steward, but the plot but, twist. There's oh also god. an Imperial Oath in the pack. I can't I mean, wow. So Shrine Steward makes double grafted growth plus steward a little package that allows you to splash behold. It turns on behold, and it can also go get Intercessor's Arrest, and it can also go get Born to Drive. Yeah. Which that's pretty good for you, I guess. Man, that stinks. With how weak these packs have been, having to get this like Sophie's Choice <laughs> pack is uh, is pretty rough. I still think Shrine Steward just turning on Behold is yeah. enough better than Imperial Oath. I mean, other stuff aside, we need to play Behold if we can. Yeah, I think that's true. Okay, I like the spice. So I took the Shrine Steward over the Imperial Oath. Oh, and it also gets, you have Harmonious Emergence right now, yeah. and you're about to get a second copy. Okay, so Shrine Steward actually has quite a few targets. Yeah, it's got a lot of targets. Okay, so how does pack three round out for you? So pack three, pick nine, we pick up our second copy of Harmonious Emergence. Pick 10, get an Imperial Subduer. Pick 11, a Kitsune Ace. That's the one in a white 2-2. Pick 12, wheel a Rieto Sentinel. That's the 3-mana three 3-3 three, three Defender. Then pick 13. I took a Reckoner Shakedown. Probably should have taken Thundersteel Colossus as a potential finisher. That's the 7-mana seven 7-7 seven, seven vehicle. And then pick 14, Artificer. So nothing essentially the rest of pack 3 other than the wheeled Harmonious Emergence. I'm sorry, the pronunciation police are coming after you. How did you... What did you call the 3-mana three 3-3 three, three Defender? Rieto Sentinel? Rieto? How, how do you say it? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll take it to the Twitter streets, I guess. I'm sure you're correct. I have no, I don't want to pick a fight. I here. feel like, I feel like you're adding some vowels there that don't exist. <laughs> um, all right. So what does this deck look like? Did you end up splashing behold? I did end up splashing behold. Yeah. So if you look at the final version of the deck, uh, there's a splash behold. There's a Tatsunari Toad Rider and a modern age as the Whoa. three splash cards, which is 
pretty loose because really I only have three sources for all three of those cards. I have two Grafted Growths and a Shrine Steward, but I ultimately decided playing one Swamp or one Island wasn't quite worth it, like that it was going to mess my mana up too much for not that much benefit. So yeah, little roll of the dice there um, on Behold, Modern Age, and Tatsunari with just Grafted Growth, Grafted Growth, and Shrine Steward as my only ways to cast them. And it looks like you ended up not running either Network Terminal, considering you only have a couple other artifacts with Papercraft Decoy and Shrine Steward. So I think that makes sense. Yeah, I just didn't have enough artifacts. Would have played Network Terminal happily with more artifacts, but just didn't get there. So you get to play, like you have good cards, right? You've got Spirit and Companion, Imperial Oath, and Arrest, Era of Enlightenment, Machiko's Reign of Truth. Those are great white cards. You're playing Behold fairly responsibly-ish. Um, <laughs> you've got Kami of Transience and like not a lot of great green otherwise. But I mean, you know, you could, you have some pretty sweet curves of like Jukai Naturalist on two into like Harmonious Emergence on three. I feel like this deck can do some stuff. They could definitely do some stuff. I think for how difficult that draft was, ended up with a very respectable deck. We got bailed out pretty hard in pack three. And maybe that was a self-fulfilling prophecy because I passed (laughs) so much red, you know, that we were bound to eventually see the colors I had kind of decided were open. But it was a really underpowered draft. So the deck ended up going 5-3. And I am really glad that you pointed out the the red-blue artifact deck as well, because I just didn't literally see that as an option either time I looked through the draft. I mean, I think it is I mean, one, it's tough because of that one pick of taking the, the Mechanaut. But two, I do think like your read of, hey, Synthesizer didn't wheel. Like, you know, the Comics player not wheeling in pack one, sure. But then Synthesizer not wheeling, I do think that probably means like at least someone else is considering being base red and you really don't want to fight with them. Well, and I think it's a different story, too, if that Dragon Spark reactor that I got pack one, pick seven or whatever it was, is a patchwork automaton or something. Then you're way more incentivized, at least for me personally, to try to make it work. And if that is a patchwork automaton, then I probably do take Mechanaut pack two, pick three, and I'm a little more willing to go down that road. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. So super interesting draft. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I love this. I think there's so much to discuss and I think really helpful to see. I mean, some drafts are just kind of easy in terms of take best card, take best card. But there are also drafts like this where you just see a lot of your packs are weak and really being able to like scrap for the most powerful stuff you can find is important in this format. Well, and I think one of the other things to keep in mind, too, while you're navigating drafts like this that are messy is where can I end up? Like, how can I give myself the best chances to end up in a good archetype or a good deck? And you you saw through a really weak pack one, I had feelers out in a lot of different directions, and almost none of those feelers panned out. But I think given how weak the packs were, it's right to have a lot of feelers out. Like the weaker the packs are, the more you want to have more directions to go down. And I think the stronger the cards you have initially, the more willing you are to, I think, go down a streamlined path more quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And just want to keep checking in with yourself of like, okay, what are the most powerful cards that I've already drafted? Okay, I've got an oath and a companion and an arrest. So I'd like to be white. Okay, pack two, pick one, I got a behold, I'd like to be able to play this if at all possible, like really checking in on the cards that, you know, the cards that matter. I know we keep using that word, like the word matter to describe cards or cards that don't matter or whatever. But that really is what's important in this format. Yes, completely. And I think one of the things that I messed up was as far as checking in on things, I wasn't even checking in on red as an option. Like I closed it off 
after pack one, pick 10, not wheeling the synthesizer mentally. And you could even see it in my rewatch of the draft or relook through the draft that I still uh-huh. didn't consider it because it was it was done. And I think if I had left that as an avenue open, maybe I see that red blue lane, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right. Great place to wrap us up. Thank you, as always, to Salty Pretzels for our intro and outro music. Make sure you give it a listen. Thanks so much to ChannelFireball.com for sponsoring this podcast. If you're heading over to CFB for any and all purchases or signing up for CFB Pro, please use the code LOL when you check out to let them know we sent you over there. You can check us out streaming. I'm at twitch.tv slash Lord Tupperware. Ben is at twitch.tv slash Mr. Metronome. Mr. is spelled out. We're both under those same usernames on Twitter, and you can tweet at the podcast at Lords of Limited. If you've got any feedback about the show or any questions, shoot us an email at lordsoflimited at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week for another episode of Lords of Limited. Thanks, everybody. See you later.